It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway begins the top four at four. Tucker Harlan, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Josh Heupel has another coaching vacancy to fill as Brian Jean-Marie has been hired away by Sharon Moore in Michigan. Jean-Marie held the same position in Ann Arbor in 2020 before joining Heupel's staff in 2021. Any of the websites got hotboard up yet? Hotboard? When you sound the conk? Nothing I have not seen one. Ball Quest doesn't look like 247's got one. Keep an eye out there. I don't know. You know, I, I just don't get that worked. If the only position coach we have that to me is like non negotiable would be a huge loss is Garner. It, feel, it does feel that way. Like, he's, he's the one that I'm so glad we did whatever we had to to keep Auburn at bay. I mean, maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe we need another guy or two that's... Yeah, like irreplaceable type. Yeah. yeah. We've got two openings. At number two, the release of EA Sports College Football 25 is coming this summer. A full reveal of the video game is expected this May. EA teased the release earlier today by changing its Twitter profile picture to College Football 2025 and later released a trailer confirming its release. This is going to be very bad for me. I'm going Are we to all to... going PlayStation 5? Is that what I'm thinking? We're yeah, going to have to? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm going to have to absolutely buy a new console, buy the game, probably buy a few other games. But Oh, uh, Cody said to let everybody know that he is willing to, you know, always willing to dominate you emotionally and psychologically, you know, uh. in all ways on college video football. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get in a few practice reps before, uh, a couple sit reps before taking on the Coaster. He just murks people. It's if bad. I wanted to play that game, if like if I wanted to ruin my life and another obsession that's just going to <laughs> consume all my time away from work, what what system fa- should I get? That's PlayStation Five. I want to see we're it. We're up to I, five now. Yeah, yeah. PS Five. Get, or, a, get what, a PS5. What's the newest Xbox? Ironically, isn't well, it the, the Xbox, Xbox One? Well, the Xbox is getting out of the console business, so I'm going back to PlayStation myself. How oh, much, yeah. How much of a new PS5 sent me back? Four, five hundred. Five. Your game will be about 100. Now, here's the thing. Think about how much fun you'll have. <laughs> Everybody at Fan Run and our extended uh, circle of idiot friends will probably all be on there in a big giant league. Like that's not going to eat up any time. Oh, from you. oh yeah. Oh, we stream it. We get a Twitch feed. We stream a couple of games against each other every now and again. I think it's money. At number three, Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott was hired away by South Carolina to be its tight ends coach today. Elliott spent five seasons with the Gamecocks before taking the Georgia State job in 2017, working primarily as an offensive line coach and serving as the interim head coach in 2015 as a result of Steve Spurrier's midseason retirement. When you think of Sean Elliott, what is the first thing that comes to <laughs> Sean Elliott? <laughs> that guy drenched when he was up here. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Bear has no clue what's happening I right now. I just stank face. so funny. So You're so angry. Bear is so confused. And Tucker just wants to move on to the no, next. No, no, no. I know why Cress is angry. I know. <laughs> He's why are you understandably angry? Understandably angry. Because he was the one over there sweating his ass off while Georgia State beat us. 
Because Jeremy Pruitt's a moron. That was the first football game Julie and I went to together. Cornbread. What a great memory. Oh. I'll never well, f- it was just sedated Jeremy Pruitt, too. Like oh, he, yeah. He was such a psycho his first year here. And then it's like he overcorrected. He got I, I can't be too. I can't be too carried away on the sideline. So I'm gonna pop a couple Xanax before I go out that, there this time. And it's like, dude, you're losing to Georgia State. Do something. He's just like with a thousand-yard stare in his eyes. Got to get up. these young guys in there early. Was that that was Don't. around the time when uh, the? I mean, just everything about that dude. The coaches show. <laughs> I'll never forget that text. Yeah, Bob. Turn on the TV now. Jeremy Pruitt's <laughs> on. And finally, at number four, Tiger Woods' return has brought a betting influx to the Genesis Invitational, closing at 125 to 1 odds to win the tournament. Woods, who hosts the tournament, is the biggest long shot he's been for any PGA Tour event in more than 15 years. His longest odds previously were 100 to 1 at the 2023 Genesis. Despite the immense odds against Woods, the public seems excited to see him back on the golf course and rush to wager on him. Dude, have you watched any of the uh, – you seen anything from this yet? The scenes, some of the pictures and stuff? No. Dude, he's a boss. You know what he's got there? He's got In-N-Out on the course. In-N-Out trucks. Serving That's cool, man. Hot, fresh In-N-Out burgers. Trying to see where Even he's. through 13. Okay. Let's just get yeah, limbered up. Get limbered up before Augusta. Cantley. Eight under. Zalatoris. Spieth up there. You think he uh you think he could win one more major? You think he could win if it's gonna I think if he wins one, it's probably gonna be a well, here, here's the, we were talking about his new apparel company. Um and the the tiger logo has 15 stripes representing his 15 major championships. So if he does win more, oh, he said they left room. Uh, so yeah, if he does win more, he'd have to. I hope so, man. I, I like Tiger Woods. I like seeing him compete. I think it would be a great story. It was a great story when he won the Masters a couple of years ago. If he won one more, how many jackets would that give him? What's he up to now? Five. Oh, if he won a Masters, he's got a different jacket. Would this be his fifth. Oh, this would be a six. He's a five-time winner, isn't he? Good work, Tucker. Thank you. Speaking of the Masters, saw where Vern Lundquist says he's going to be yep. hanging it up. This will be his last broadcast after 40 years at Augusta National. Does everything have to change all at once? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Vern? Yeah. No more as Vern much on as hole he, 16. As much as he drive me nuts – Doing college football, it's just not going to be the same without Vern. What's your favorite Vern Lundquist at Augusta memory? Uh, when that ball yeah, that was just to. hanging on the lip at 16. It's your life. life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's really good at the golf. Yeah. He, better at golf than he was at football, and he was no slouch at He's football. my favorite golf guy. Oh, me too. He absolutely ripped the cover off of that one. Have Have you guys watched any of the live stuff? Very, very little. Uh-uh. It's just so over the top. Everything like it's so try hard. I watched like one hole and it, it looked like professional wrestling. To I, me. I I always liked David or Faraday XFL, right? on the 
when he was on NBC, the mm-hmm. the PGA yep. broadcasts, and I, I don't like him. I just I don't want to like live and and I don't. And all all the guys they've gotten, like yeah, they've gotten big names, but it's all the jerks. It's Kepka and Phil and Greg Norman and all the all the turkeys, all the weenies. Pat Reed went too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I was really surprised when Rom Dechambeau. went. DeChambeau. Well, that and we don't have, like, every era, like every generation, every era has one guy that just lights out the bet. We don't, since Tiger went away, there hasn't, you know, we haven't had another one. Because you know, Jack kind of handed off to Tiger, I felt like. To a degree, yeah. And, and they – what I don't like is, and I get why they have to do it, but they try to anoint someone as the next yeah. way too early. You can't anoint. You don't get anointed for that. I know. you got to actually earn it. Yeah. They did it. They tried to do it with Spieth. Roy's panned out. I mean, he's a great golfer. Um, tried to do it with him. Oh, what's his name? The uh, guy who married Gretzky's daughter. DJ. Johnson, DJ. They tried to do it with him a little bit. I think he could have been that, but I think he just got a little distracted. <laughs> who could blame him? So well, got a lot going on there. He got distracted by some other things, too, if you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Well, I mean, it's a little sniffle. allegedly. Huh, I think it's safe to say at this point. Well, I'm going to go with allegedly because you're, you know, it's a pretty ugly thing to say about someone. Bear doesn't like to throw around unsubstantiated rumors right. and allegations I forget. On, on the radio. A little professionalism, t- uh, Houston, please. Unless it's involving rec league basketball, but go ahead. from earlier i was perfectly willing to throw that out there let's get tj the kentucky fan in here good afternoon tj you're on the drive it's fan run radio hey what's up fellas how y'all doing doing well thank you well um i'm investing in a cypher lock for my man cave um in a what cypher lock what's that i've taken about four weeks off of work in july um, I think this new college football video game is going to cause a lot of divorces from men. So you're just going to lock yourself in your man cave? <laughs> I 100% am. I will treat it as a four-week um, deployment. <laughs> and the wife, when I return home. Uh, no, I'm kidding, but all kidding aside, man, how do you think this video game is going to affect NIL? Now, I know they came out a couple months ago and – I think EA Sports said something like all players who are on it are getting $500 flatline, like that's it, you know. That has to change in the future, right? You're going to have guys like like uh, uh, Deion Sanderson probably going to be making a little bit more than the third string left tackle, right? I don't you think so. I, I think what they're – like if, if – it sounds to me like EA's like this is how much we'll pay you. And then if then if if they balk at that, they're like, all right, you just don't have to be in the game. Yeah, be- it it seems like it's way more valuable for the athletes to be in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I think so too. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people, players who are are going to refuse to be in the game because I mean, come on, you're you're an eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kid. What you want to play? as yourself on that game. We haven't had the game in over 10 years. I just don't see a lot of guys sitting this one out, especially NFL players play Madden as themselves. Oh, yeah, all the time. So I'm excited about it. 
can't wait. Uh, yeah, Russell, definitely go with the PS5. Uh, you don't want to go Xbox. Nobody likes Xbox these days. PS5 is the way to go. Um, so, yeah, uh, when you guys have the best of edition of the drive all of July, I'll know why. Y'all are playing <laughs> each other on the PS5. Y'all have a good one, man. Thank you, TJ. Appreciate the phone call. Tennessee truth teller Trey is next. What's up, Trey? What's up, guys? How yeah, goes it? I, uh, oh, you know, pretty good. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty cool. Kentucky's going to, or, uh, you know, TJ's going to get to play NCAA. It's the only time he'll see Kentucky do anything. Uh, but he didn't, uh, he didn't want to talk, he didn't want to talk about basketball at all today. <laughs> I was going to ask if his status as a Kentucky fan, if he finds that to be a hindrance to his football playing abilities, even in video game life. Yeah, Trey, honest to God, oh. when he started talking about the cipher lock, I was like, is he t- trying to tell us he's going to lock his Kentucky man cave up until they fire Cal? Oh, that I, I was waiting for that too, Bear. I was waiting for like a hunger strike of some sort. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm here for it. They, uh, they're in full meltdown mode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, guys – unsolicited advice uh you gotta I, I think if you guys created a league and you streamed it i mean that's just that would just be good marketing i would love to watch you know baron russell play each other in ncaa you know 2025 and streaming and cussing at each other on twitch i got I, i'd pay money to watch that i mean there's there's a couple of guys that we work with that are just there's no point in even playing them because you're just gonna get your eyes pounded so like like eighty to nothing kind of deals. That's that's like real football, Bear. You get your duds and you get your good games. Who you know, who would I, I, who would Bear and I be in this league? Are are, are we going to be the Vanderbilt and Kentucky of the fan run <laughs> esports league? Yeah. Nobody can pick Tennessee. That's usually the rule in these things. Well, the good news is it's a fresh start for everybody. This is going to be a brand new game. And everyone's going to have to learn the controller the same, learn what does what. I mean, it's it's a pretty fresh start for everybody yeah, once we get know, it started. Man. There's just certain people. I love FIFA. That's my favorite sports loved, game. Loved FIFA. We've never played it. We've got That's that a fun one. on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Remember, I like the old Sega hockey game where you'd fight and then somebody would hit their head on the ice. And remember the like big brain hemorrhage would happen? Some of those old hockey game? games were elite. Very violent. Yeah. Blades of Steel, maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway, on to some, some housekeeping there. Yeah. Uh, you flushed me this week, unjustly. No, you made a rookie mistake. I, I talked about it with Houston yesterday. He agreed with me. You made a rookie mistake, man. There. So what we got to do, You here it is. You've had this beef with me. I don't have a Since beef the with season you. Started. Since the season started, with the whole Joe Milton thing, what do we got to do to put that water under the bridge? And that's where this is all stemming from. Let's not even talk about the podcast. Why don't you guys just talk stop that. talking about it? I mean, you yeah, don't play here anymore. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm still, I haven't I'm really thought about it, to tell you the truth. It, it doesn't really affect me. But you made a rookie mistake. You came with a you came with a cheap shot before your actual meat of your phone call. I'm sure you're wanting to talk about but the basketball team with with us. I'm just glad that we've moved beyond whatever weird agreement it was you two had about the podcast, and we're actually getting that posted on time now. 
If anything, the, you know, Bears Bizarre meltdown in, on Monday, whatever that was, in, in hour whatever three. Whatever that which, was, I'll tell you what a lot of people are calling it, some really ugly behavior out of you. Which stemmed from your phone call, Trey. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, we've we've got our podcast posted at a, in a timely manner now, so I consider that a win. Guys, I will tell you, and, and I'll give you some credit. I woke up at 5.30 this morning. You know, I passed out drunk in my hotel room last night a little bit during during the game. I was going to get on VR, but I didn't make it. <laughs> and uh, woke up at 5.30, and I was like, there's no way it'll be here. <laughs> and by God. It was there. 5.30 a.m., it was there. So I was able to put that sucker on and nurse my hangover with, uh, you know, your guys' beautiful voices talking me through it. Well, minus, you know. Tucker and Houston. Which are, are is that is that uh is that gonna be added to the uh the VR rotation or how's that gonna work? What? Tucker, Houston, do you guys ever gonna hop on the VR? Tucker does occasionally. Houston's not a. I mean, don't want to speak for you, Houston, but Houston's been given every opportunity to jump on. He likes to do his thing. He's he's a background kind of support guy on VR. <laughs> Okay. I do. Re- I retweet it every night. He retweets it, and he's active in the behind the scenes during VR. He's, but you know, I will admit, last night I crashed. Late game. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, tell me this: Is it you listening with your wife's account, or is she just a big fan of me and Dave and Russ? No, we turn it on with her phone. Okay, <clears throat> it's us listening. That's how you kind of together as a couple. That's. I wonder how many couples listen to Volunteer Reaction together. How oh, many? many? True. Oh, I think Maybe? it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we get. A, I mean, no, we get a I, lot. I mean, we get a lot of the the. We've had wives end up calling in. Some great. Sometimes on their husbands' yeah. accounts. Sometimes not so good, and then they get roasted by Russ. Yeah, I had a chick that I talked to in uh, in college. Um, hit me up on Facebook. Be like, was that you? I'm like, oh God. Don't tell me you recognize me. They found me. I'm not supposed. I'm not supposed to, you know, talk to people I know on here. So uh, that was pretty embarrassing. But but now she listens with her husband. I mean, they, you guys got a lot of couples listening to that thing. That Rex and his crazy so anyway, Bama girlfriend. I mean, we're we're here to bring couples together. I, that was one part of the original voluntary reaction mission statement. Is what can we do for love? Mm. Speaking of love and speaking of what you can do for it, uh, Marcus Young will be single for the rest of his life. That's not a nice thing to say. No, man. If he chooses to be, maybe. Marcus, he's he does date a lot. He does. He really does. International man of mystery, Marcus Young. First of all, in his defense. In his defense, he's he's picky. Let's get as well. He should be. He's a Intriguing young man with a lot to offer. Doesn't need to settle. Hmm. Joshy boy. Nope, Joshy boy dropped. Oh. Joshy boy. Sorry. Call us back, Joshy boy. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200. Tiger Woods won the Masters in 97. 2001-2002. 05. And, of course, 2019 Five green jackets. Only Jack Nicholas has more. He's got Jack's got six. So if Tiger wins another one, he would tie the Golden Bear. Want him to do it so badly. 
so badly. You'd almost have a jacket for every day of the week. It is just one of those great what-ifs, man. Like, what if Tiger's body hadn't broken down? How many would he have won? Did you guys read that big, I think it was an ESP in the magazine, that, that big um, in-depth article? Oh, about yeah. Him, him running yeah. with the combat boots and all that? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't it was golf like SEAL and teams training and, for yeah. golf. He was doing, like, hardcore military training. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an intriguing aspect to the story of Tiger Woods is that it wasn't a bunch of, like, fluke stuff. Like, he basically did it to himself from just overtraining and the weird relationship he had with his father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if he had been a little bit more... And after his father died, and I, I think wanting uh Yeah, if he'd have been a little bit more mentally well-adjusted or, you know, and been able to, to process those emotions a little bit better, he probably wouldn't have had all the injuries he did have, and he probably would have 18 by now. Well, those guys also push themselves. You know, when you're, it, it's insane to do training like that. Like those guys. I mean, there's articles about it. Those guys push themselves oh, into yeah. like unhealthy spots. But yeah, wondering what if. He's he's the greatest golfer I've, I ever saw. And he could just do things. I mean, how many how many majors would he have had if he had played during Jack yeah, Nicklaus's reign? And there's there's no real way to know. They all oh the technology and yeah. the equipment, but they also, I mean they that was the thing they had to quote unquote tiger proof courses. Yeah. They had to plant trees and back you know tee boxes mm-hmm. up so that yeah. he couldn't just go eighteen under every day. And then he still did it like he still kept winning. But now there's like thirty guys on tour who hit the ball further than mm-hmm. he ever did. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen it, like uh, DeChambeau, he tried to do the Tiger thing. Like, I'm going to get big and bulky and just overpower. Now he's slimmed down a lot because he said my body was breaking down. Like, I couldn't do it anymore. But where he would really just, like, manhandle a course, it wasn't necessarily when he was bombing it long. It was, no, it was putting. His imagination and yeah, that too. insane yeah. shots that he could hit, um, you know, from, like, off the fairway. Yeah. His, getting, getting out of trouble. He was really good at Unbelievable. that. But just, I don't – I've never – He's the only golfer with that kind of imagination and creativity. God, where was that one at? I show it all the time in commercials. I think it may have been a, at a Canadian tournament. And he hit some kind of crazy slice over a half a damn lake and around the Oh, those corner. are just in the tournaments, too. Like, imagine when he's just practicing and there's nothing on it and he's free to just try any old thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the, the kind of stuff that he's pulled off that wasn't on video. Did you guys see him win the long drive competition when, like, I don't know if there were bar stool guys that challenged him yeah, to it, on and his they knees. hit, and then he, and he absolutely smoked one. From his knees? Yeah. From his knees. Oh, uh, no, I, I never saw him. that. And he just got up and It was grinned. a couple of weeks ago, like, it, it was it was pretty fun. It was a couple of the bar stool guys, they were all freaking out to meet Tiger, and he, like, gave him some tips, you know, helped him on, and then he's, like, it spurred them up, like, his idea, he said, we're going to do a long drive thing, and. He let the first who the barstool guys get it, and then he's like, "All right, here we go!" And he gets down on his knees and just smokes one, stripes it. Uh, there was one video I saw. He was doing a commercial, and they set up a camera right over the top of this dune that had grass on it, and they told him, "We want you to hit the camera." Oh yeah. And he's like, "Wait, what? Hit the camera?" They're like, "Well, yeah. I mean, you're not really gonna hit it, but get it as close as you possibly can." He's like, well, what if I do hit it? They're like, then it'll be a great shot. But wait, we're not. You're not going to hit it. You know, it's like 50, 60 yards away, and he's trying to fly it low over the hill. First shot, 
takes the camera out. He just smokes it. Just dings it. Why would you say something to somebody like that? that Who's that competitive? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like saying something to Jordan or Bird or Yeah, it's like saying, Hey Jordan, hit this three or you know, try to hit the three. You're probably not gonna hit it, but we'll get you in yeah. your best shooting form. Larry, get over here behind the goal up here in the stands and yeah. then throw it over. Quick timeout. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Back here on the drive. Fan Run Radio. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show here this afternoon. Chick-fil-A running away with the chicken sandwich best of poll here this afternoon. Old Vol Greg says none of these are, quote, the best, but Bojangles is better. He did it right in what he thought was the best. What is actually the best, then? Uh, Casty One says, remove all sauces from Chick-fil-A and sales would drop and the truth would come out. There might be some truth to that. I've got a theory. It, probably a conspiracy theory. I feel like the, the, the taste of Polynesian sauce is not the same as it was back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, John said they changed their barbecue, and he was, like, very upset. And then a few months later, apparently a bunch of people were upset, and they changed, changed it, back. it back. So you think they might have altered the Polynesian over the years? Would, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. I'm not, they, oh, go ahead. I, I'm not going to um, uh, go to the mat on this one, but I don't like their uh, honey mustard. It's not good. It's different. It's not – I've never had a honey mustard like enough. that anywhere. Um. The other thing they they changed my all time favorite like I ate there used to eat there like four times a week, but then they changed the chicken club sandwich. Completely changed it. They started putting it on that healthy bun, mm. and then the chicken changed, and it just didn't have the same pop to it. That was when I got away from Chick Fil A. That's when they lost me. Damn healthy buns. Some kind of multi grain thing. Like, I don't. I'm at Chick Fil A. <laughs> Give me the one high in triglycerides. It's going to raise my bad cholesterol. I want that one. I mean, I, I guess you could probably ask them to, like, if yeah, just give me the... The big thing is the, they changed the chicken that's on there. It's like some kind of marinated... Oh. Uh, it was just grilled straight up, right? Yeah. And it, yeah. All right, we got Joshy Boy back here. Let's get him in the mix this afternoon. Joshy Boy, good afternoon, sir. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, thank you. Good. I got a question for you. Uh, the so-called barnstormers, uh, I don't want to name names, but if Barnes did get to the Final Four this year, would that be enough for them to get off of his back? I don't know if it'd be enough for them. I think it might uh, or push us to the point to where, I mean, would you even entertain those people anymore if we make a Final Four run? No. Would you, Ross? What, I mean, define entertain. Like, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, but, I mean, at that point, like, I think most people realize what we have in Rick Barnes and are respectful of him and just sort of roll their eyes when they hear the lunatic fringe go on and on about whatever they go on and on about. But, I mean, I, I think at that point, it's 
those folks would just be shouting into a void. You know, they're never going to be happy. Some, some folks just never going to be happy, and that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's there's nothing we can do about it. So I'll just um, – I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for them, Joshy Boy, but I would hope that they would find some measure of satisfaction in going to the program's first ever Final Four. What about you, uh, Tucker and uh, Houston? Yeah, I would hope that they get what they want, and, and that being the Final Four. Now, I can't imagine that they would – Stop there. They they want more Final Fours. They, they, they are goalpost movers. I was gonna say it would it would give you one off season where they couldn't complain, but then the next year it would be well he he better win it he better win it this year. Is he gonna, when we gonna win one? When we gonna win one, Russ? Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think about them doing uh, the orange and white game this year in April, and they're charging? 10 to $15 for a ticket, and the donors get first choice, and it's only 10,000 people this season. Limited capacity. I just I don't have any problem at all with it. I mean, like, look at all the building that's going on there. Where do you think that money comes from? Who, who's mm-hmm. building these stadiums? And this right. is not a Danny White problem or a University of Tennessee problem. This is stuff that's happening all over the country with the prices of sporting events going sky high. And what you're seeing in the college level is all these ADs, all these departments trying to squeeze in here at the very last minute as many facility upgrades mm-hmm. as they possibly can because they know in the next 10, 15 years, whatever, they're going to have to start sharing that money, yep. all that revenue with the players, and they are not going to be able to afford ever to build these massive – unless you got – like a T Boone Pickens or somebody who just stroke you a hundred million dollar check, like the days of these just ginormous, embarrassingly large athletics facilities are over. So, and like, yep. I, I I would be doing the same thing. Like, I think it's a good thing that Danny White we're we're trying to get this baseball stadium built, trying to get our football stadium up to par. A couple things in basketball, mm-hmm. and, and we got to rush. We got to get it done, man, because we're not going to have the yeah. money anymore. And whenever they start paying the players. I mean, why do you think he's put? I mean, that also told me today. Like, uh, I mean, they're just behind the eight ball. They got construction. They got to get it done, and they can't have everybody in there and around it. That's why he's letting everybody know, hey, we're going to have a gigantic block party. They'll make more money off that, but none of this stuff's cheap. Are uh, Are they still going to go through and uh, build that uh, so-called Danny District? Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's Danny's baby. There's no way he doesn't get that thing done too. Yeah. So, uh, have they like set an exact date on when uh, the whole baseball renovations is going to be done? I don't know, but I mean, they've gotten quite a bit done now. Yeah, they have. Yeah, like, I can't wait to see it, like on TV, how it's going to look on TV. Are you, are you asking when the entire project is done? Yeah, the entire like renovation. Danny said that the tower, as he's calling it, which I'm guessing is the new press box slash suite and all that stuff, he said that would be done for next season. So I'd imagine that's going to be a huge project. So I'd imagine that starts pretty much as soon as the season is over. I still got to be in the tent this year when I cover games. Yeah. Poor Tucker. uh, Pour one out for Tucker Harlan, folks. He's got to sit in the tent. 
Oh, no, Tucker. <laughs> so here's the but, thing. Uh, Do they feed you at those games, too? No. Oh, I actually don't. Oh. It's an outrage. It's a dead enders down there in that tent, though. See, I know who all it, – it's all you, you the baseball nuts, right, on the beat. Yeah, it, it's – it's either very good or very bad. Some, sometimes you get a nice day, but some days it'll it'll be like all humid down there late in the year. How many seats, yeah. like press seats, do they have in the actual press box? Um, you know they they have a few people from opposing media that will sit up there. That's like maybe one or two though. Um, trying to think, like there may be six or seven people that can actually sit up there. And then there's like in the tents. There's like another. 10 or so depending on the game you got two tents one on each baseline well the question i'm getting at when they have the new tower like what is an adequate press facility what do you think they need like room for 15 people there total maybe yeah they'll, they'll have enough for everybody i think when they get that thing done huh. um you know i think right now the reason that there aren't more people in the press sitting up there is because i'm pretty sure it's something to do with a presidential suite that's like never used or like chancellor's suite that's never it's just, used it's it's so small compared yeah. to other stadiums now and and when it was built in the early 90s it was state-of-the-art mm. it was n- nobody had anything like it and now it's just you got the mississippi states of the world just yeah with minor right. league ballparks essentially arkansas florida ole miss lsu they've all got huge facilities best seats that i've ever or best view i've ever had was when we were up for the interest squad game at smoky's park that room they put us in to do to do the broadcast for the drive. Well, that's where, yeah, I mean, that's where the Smokies broadcasters broadcast from. They've got a, it's a fantastic. Well, they've got a much bigger press facility up there. Now, as well. uh, my question out the door for you guys: Will Tennessee? Will they have to go undefeated the rest of the games for the season to have a chance at winning the league outright? You guys have a good day. I don't think so, but I mean you're already two games behind Bama, and then a game behind Carolina, Auburn. Is that it? Yeah, Auburn. I don't know if you'd call it a favor or what that they did last night because obviously they beat up on South Carolina, but you're also trying to get through Auburn for that spot. Now they play all three of those teams mm-hmm. in this back portion of the season. So if you get some head to head victories, that could move you up the ladder a little bit. I don't see you being able to lose more than one. No. And you know, you, you get to play Alabama again. So if you can go down there and win, which is going to be tough, that can obviously change it. And Bama's got some tough games. Tennessee, uh, they've all got tough games. Uh, um, uh, I think uh, that all- South Carolina game just stings really bad. Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, even more actually, after watching them last you know, night. You know what? Yeah, it, it does, particularly because it was at home. Yep. But kind of put us A and M and and Mississippi State is the one that stings. That the that's one you're going to be point. kicking that yourself yeah. at the end of the year. Like if we end up missing it by one, we're going to be like, how did we lose at the hump? Toler, what's his name? Toler Tolu. Smith. Tolu Smith. Tolu Smith. And it's weird because he was hitting his free throws in that game, but you look at all their games the rest of the season, he's like one of five at the free they, throw line. They said that games. that night. They were like, wow, he really came to play making his free throws. <laughs> and he's just fallen off since then. That's that's always great to hear when you're listening. There's somebody talking about the opposing team. Yeah. Boy, they really came to play tonight. You're, you're going to have a chance because, like, like Tucker said, you play the top three, you get A&M again. And I mean, if you if you end up beating Auburn and it's a tie, you take the tiebreaker because it's only one game. 
I guess technically you could lose one to Alabama, but they'd have to drop a couple more. I mean, you're going to play the best. You're going to have a chance. I'll be fine as long as we get the double bye. We don't play Florida again, right? No. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of sneaking up on the back end of those mm-hmm. rankings. They better mm-hmm. a couple of nice wins. Where are they at now? They're right behind us. They're 7-4 and four in the league. I'd say Tennessee dodged a bullet not having to go down there. Yeah, they shelled Auburn. Mm-hmm. They shelled us last year down there. Yeah. They kind of started our – our stumble. Our spiral. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. So, this weekend, you've got Vanderbilt, obviously. Alabama plays Texas A&M at home. That's a losable game for them. Yeah, I guess we're A&M fans in that one, right? Yeah. For sure. LSU at South Carolina, like the the Gamecocks there, and Kentucky is at Auburn. I I think that's going to go very poorly for Kentucky. They're going to get rolled up and smoked down there. You've been hammering that that point home about how hard it is to play down there, and then I, it is. They're forty three and two now at home in their last three seasons. They are absolutely insane when they're in that joint. I did. I realized they were good at home. I didn't realize that was the number. Yeah, I saw forty-two and two last night. They because they lost to A and M and then Alabama last year because they didn't lose at home that year. They won the regular season title. Um, Hell, he didn't lose a lot at, at the Tommy Bowl when he was here, did he? No. Well, let's see what happens this way. If you can handle Vanderbilt and Mizzou, and that would put Tennessee at 10-3 and three, heading into a week from this coming Saturday. Alabama plays at Kentucky, which would put us in the bizarre position of rooting for Kentucky at home, which is a game that they, they, could, certainly, they could certainly win. Think about, like, Alabama's 9-2, first in the league, and I just do not think they are the best team. And It would be a shame if they win the championship this year. Um Alabama, Kentucky, two programs in in different places, right? You would think, and yet they're both seventeen and seven overall. <laughs> I know Alabama did play a very tough out of conference schedule. Yeah, I think they're I mean, good. K- they're K- just not as good as they have been. Right. Yeah, and K- Kentucky's lost some high profile home games now. Yeah, they lost to well, losing to us, and they've lo- they've lost to a couple of teams that Gonzaga. They shouldn't at Gonzaga's home. Gonzaga's not. The, I mean, they, they're the worst they've been in probably over 25 years now, mm-hmm. and they lost that game at home. Christopher Gabriel of KMJ Fresno coming up in hour number three. Always fun to talk in, uh, with Chris and Fresno and look forward to getting his take on where this Tennessee basketball team is at as we head down the home stretch the past uh, last couple of weeks of the regular season here. Stay tuned. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Back here on the drive, Fan Run Radio. Tell you, remember we had Joe Rex wrote on, and I was telling him about the Titans, how I feel like they're behind the times mm-hmm. with the press conference set up 
because they have that thing. It's like a 1940s His Girl Friday. Everybody shouting their questions yeah, yeah. out, and yeah. it just gives me all the anxiety when I'm listening to it. Did anybody go? Did 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 you hear yeah. this last night? Tucker? Oh yeah, it was Kuharski and somebody else. So it was right? a new guy. Yeah, new guy. New guy on the oh. beat. What happened? So they're having a press conference with Brian Callahan and Denard Wilson and Holtz, the new off the new coordinators, and. About halfway through it, um, like there, there's a shouting match breaking out, trying to get the and like they're shouting over each other, and Kuharski's like yelling at the guy, "You can try and yell over me all you want." There's like, "Well, I was talking before you were talking," and Callahan's up there like, "Guys, guys, please!" Like one at a time, and I'm just sitting there thinking, if you know, you, you only have in the NFL a staff of like 300 media relations <laughs> assistants, right? Like, you can't have one guy over there and, like, the girl in the skirt that goes around and hands on the microphone and all that stuff. I or mean, even I, if they don't need the mic, like, we're going to go to Paul, then exactly. we're going to go to Tyler, then we're going to go to Jim. Somebody, yeah, somebody like you standing up there and, you know, dressed nice and be like, yes, you're next. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I just. Is somebody perfect? Just pointing to somebody. so like, unnecessary. I mean, that's what they do. Uh, anyway, like the new Murray guy. in the back. The new guy who got into it, like, put out something on, on Twitter. He's like, I apologize. I didn't mean for to come off this way and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is not your fault, man. Like, you, this, is the, this is on the Titans to me. But what did you think of the coordinator's performances, Tucker? I didn't see that part. Oh, you didn't watch it? I, I it was saw, like an hour long. They, yeah. It was, it was a lot of stuff. I, I listened to most of it. I saw the, you know, shouting match, though, the, the important part. <laughs> Oh man! Did we have a, a fight in the tunnel between the Pistons and the Suns last night? A guy gets arrested. Yeah. Yep. Isaiah Stewart, he was the one that charged at LeBron a couple years back, right? A couple times. Yeah. Couple times. <laughs> okay. Had to get held back by all the members. Yeah, he's of his one bench. of the. He's one of the few guys that Draymond will pick at him a little bit, but like once I, there's video. I watched it before the show today. Like he spun around on even Draymond. He's, uh, I think he likes to fight guy, huh? Obviously, he got arrested for assault. It's a pretty good tip off. So it's it's before the game. He wasn't playing anyway. Hey, he had a tweaked ankle, yeah. but he was good enough to fight. He gets arrested, like he missed the game. I guess they take him away to to jail before the game. He he wasn't going to play in the game anyway. I think but was it? Did he get arrested before the game? Did they arrest him, or did they just cite him for misdemeanor assault? From what I read is he got arrested. I saw arrested, arrested on issued a citation, and then released. So, yeah, he got handcuffed probably there at the arena, and then they wrote him a citation. And then well, they let him go watch the game on the bench in handcuffs. You're, you're being detained. You can sit on the bench and watch the game, but I'm afterwards you're coming with us. Wearing handcuffs. An LSU player – has been arrested. He's uh, facing attempted murder charges. Jesus, more than just that. LSU freshman tailback Trey Holly turned himself in to the Union Parish Sheriff's Office today. He's uh, faces a charge of attempted second degree murder. That's one of three felonies he's facing, tied to a shooting last week in his hometown of Farmerville, Louisiana. Seems like a pretty serious charge there. Attempted second degree murder. LSU's handling it internally. Of course. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you're but, like Trey Holly. You're gonna, joking, but you're also probably right. No. This guy temporary uh indefinite suspension. Run a couple stadium yeah. steps. He'll be he'll uh, <laughs> he'll spend his indefinite suspension in Angola. 
Nick Saban to have him sit out in the first quarter of the game against Mercer. Yeah, game two. <laughs> oh, sorry, we got a big one in, against Michigan in the opener. but Might need to consult Nate Oates here. How do you spell his name? Just Holly, like, without any E's. It's just like the tree. Indefinitely suspended from all LSU football team activities. Said a statement they are aware of the arrest and are looking into it a little bit more. He was ESPN's 10th ranked running back in the class of 2023. So, more problems for Beauregard. Yeah, this it feels like you might not see him at LSU ever again. Just throw that out there. Again, I'm I'm really not kidding. He's 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 in Louisiana. I don't care how good he is at football. If he did this and you get convicted down there, he's going to Angola. The, the one of the whoever runs the the um, ten yard fight, whatever that movie was, the longest yard. Yeah. Team down there and at Angola is, is like fired. Oh, we got ourselves a running back, boys. We got a good and guards ain't gonna know what hit him this year. <laughs> I'd say uh, I don't know. I watched a I watched a, like a two hour documentary on that place. I've never even heard it, of it. Angola. It's like one of the last places you'd ever want to have to go to, especially involuntarily. It's horrible. You imagine living in a non climate controlled, you know, prison in south uh, what deep south in Louisiana in the swamps. Yeah, that seems pretty terrible. You guys, did I tell you about the new prison movie I watched with Vince Vaughn? Yeah, I think you did. did I tell, was that on VR? Is he fat again? Is it fat uh, Vince Vaughn? I mean, he was, he was never thin. But they said he got in good shape for this movie and trained a lot. And, like, because there's a, there's a lot of fighting scenes. It's called, like, Rumble on block Cell Block 10 or something like that. It's on Netflix. I'll have to check and it out. I haven't seen it yet. It, it's very violent. It's very stylistically violent. But... Um, he ends up going to, uh, without giving away too many spoilers, he ends up going to like the secret prison because he gets, he's in the, the easy, the regular prison. And then he ends up going to the prison where they put the worst of the worst. And it's like, so over the top and silly. Don Johnson is the, the warden of the secret prison. I'm looking at, I'd never heard of this movie. It came out in 2017. Yeah. I, I Netflix is like re-pushing a lot of their stuff that kind of. And they're having a several of them have hit this time. Like they're re they're giving them another push, even though they might be like three or four years old. But the the prison he goes to is just it's so far over the top. Like they put him in a room, it's just covered. The floor is covered in broken glass. There's no <laughs> mattress. You know he's he's got like this thing on that uh, Don Johnson can press a button and it gives him a shock throughout the it's it's. Kind of ridiculous, but in a amusing, comical, darkly funny kind of way. So you enjoyed it? Yeah. It's a dark comedy. Watched it on one and a half speed. You can knock it out pretty fast. He's so weird. I can't do that. I can't either. Yeah. Changes everybody's voice. I can't spend two hours watching a movie like that. I, I could spend a, an hour 15. Hour number three of The Drive. Coming up on many of these fine fan-run affiliates... Tucker Harlan is here to enlighten us on what is happening around the world of sports. And then we'll visit with our good friend Christopher Gabriel of KMJ Fresno. All that and more coming up in hour number three. Stay with us. The drive continues on Fan Run Radio. Mm-hmm.